going to do today is we're going to trade personal experience stories back and forth and um i'll i'll start with the doozy i'll start with the angel story yes i've been waiting for this oh my god thank you like you have no idea like angel stories are my jam so i don't i i don't share the story with a lot of people because I've shared the story with people and they're like, you need to go to therapy. And I'm not saying that I couldn't receive benefits from going to therapy. And if I had the options to, I probably would. But living in the middle of nowhere doesn't leave you a lot of options. And let's just say better help is not that affordable for a lot of people. So this is goes back to 2008. I had just moved into my first apartment and uh, where I live Saranac Lake, it's in it's an old tuberculosis town. Let's just put it like that. It's oh, primarily gosh. known for, you know, being the place that people would come to seek refuge for tuberculosis. I've talked about it on this show, but like there's a lot of old buildings in Saranac Lake. So I moved into this. It's it was a nice apartment. It was big. It had a dining room, three bedrooms a porch it was sizable um but uh this is maybe about a week after moving in and it was the summer it was really warm and there was a lobby uh downstairs and i decided to go down there and sit because it was just too hot in the apartment that day and I had a book. I was reading Christopher Balzano's. Um, it's, it's called The Dark Woods. It's about um, like the Hakamak Swamp and the Bridgewater Triangle and all that stuff. Okay. So I'm Don't reading. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm reading this book down in this lobby, and it it's kind of creepy because like it's a little dark down there. But like, you know, it is what it is. There is an apartment like right adjacent to where this I was sitting in a recliner that was down there. And I heard somebody whisper my name. And it was I I immediately looked over because like to 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 put it in context, I had the mental impression like somebody was bending over and literally whispering in my ear. That's how it felt. Did they feel like they were taller than you? Yeah, they were like bending over and everything. And yeah. I'm like, um, and the thing is, it's like, it wasn't that I was hearing it. It was more so like it was inside my head, but I had the feeling mm -hmm. like somebody's just like bent over whispering into my ear. Mm -hmm. So I got freaked out. I went upstairs and I just chilled out for the rest of the day. A friend of mine was staying with me at that time and he was sleeping on the couch, which was dumb because there was another bedroom. We could have slept on that on the bed in there, but uh, not the brightest dude, which is fine. Um, and it was about 
eleven thirty at night. I was I was dead asleep, and I heard this loud bang, uh-huh. and it woke me up. I was the I was the only one that woke up, mm-hmm. and got up, went into the, to the living room because that's where it sounded like it was coming from, and I turned on the light. Uh, and it woke up my friend. He, it was weird. The banging really didn't wake him up at all. And I was looking up at the light fixture because uh, it was attached to a ceiling fan and it was on at the time. The ceiling fan was on. And I noticed that the globe was not on the ceiling fan. And okay. I thought that was weird. And I'm like, Oh crap! Like the whole, the whole um, globe, the glass globe, was completely missing. Is what you're saying? Yes, it's it's completely missing. Okay, and okay. I expected it to have landed on my friend, and it didn't. We found it over in the corner of the room, about seven feet away. But where mm-hmm. it was, okay, I'll try to try to explain this as better best as I can. So like. The um, entertainment console that we had, it was it was pretty cheap, but it was kind of like facing diagonally in the corner and it met a trunk. Uh, So like there was a very narrow gap. To where we found it, we found it on the other side, there was no way that it could have gotten over there, like there's there's no way. Yes, it was completely intact. It wasn't broken. It was completely whole. Oh, yeah. um, I was freaked the hell out. And I had a mentor and she she's a pretty gifted psychic. Like I trusted her. She told me things about myself. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, And I was just like freaking out because I was like, I was getting like these vibes and like the vibes that you get. You feel joy, you feel protection, you feel you feel like you're untouchable in many ways. Mm-hmm. But it was like the joy is like, why do I feel happy? What what the hell is this? And my mentor is like, oh, it's an angel. It was protecting your friend. And it's just hanging around for a little bit. I'm like, what? What what what? <laughs> What did you just say to me? What did the angels? Angels? I (laughs) angels are (laughs) so yeah, that was that was a tough pill to swallow, but like there have been times in my life where I've felt that protective energy. Um and it feels the same way every time. It feels you get this combination of joy, hope, Mm -hmm. protection, um, just like intense positivity. It sounds like an angel. Yeah. Yeah. And like there'll be times where like I'll be walking down a street and maybe there is no sidewalk and it feels like uh there's a car that's it's a little bit too close. Sometimes I'll just feel a hand just push me, push me over. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, just just veer over yeah. a little bit. Don't get hit by this car. But um yeah, it's like um a lot of the times. It seemed like they showed up during paranormal investigations when, and for like protection purposes. But that's basically 
that's basically my angel story. All right. So, all right. First of all, I mean, I will say like the vibes, I would agree with your um, mentor friend that that does sound like an angel. I mean, obviously you might get different vibes if you're working with different planetary angels based on like the nature of their planets, you know, that they're representing Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But this sounds like a more of a personal guardian type, you know, situation. So Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting. I also um, want to ask, so that, um, that bang, that loud noise that woke you up and your friend didn't wake up. So mm-hmm. considering that this angel seems to be specifically around you, and even though it's protecting your friend, this seems to be something that keeps coming back to you. Is it possible that you heard that noise in your head rather than externally? Very well could have because it sounded louder than what it would have been had you had I heard it. Like it literally sounded like it was inside my head. Like it was really loud for mm-hmm. me. And like to hear something like that, you would figure you'd hear like some distant glass shattering or something like that. But no, it was just like a really loud bang. Wow. That's, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, just the fact that the glass was completely unbroken in that mm-hmm. weird spot. Like, right. now that's, that's a fantastic story. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, that's... thank you. Honestly, for sharing that with me, that was cool. Mm-hmm. We uh, um, it took us a while before we put that glow back up because I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. trust it totally, but like, <laughs> also an angel moved this. <laughs> I mean, you should have like checked it for like radiation or fingerprints or you know. right. Yeah, because now mm-hmm, I get cancer and blaming that angel. <laughs> oh God. No, I'm kidding. Okay. No, don't worry. It only happens in uh UFO stories, I think. That's true. That's true. Those it's those aren't angels. <laughs> yeah, just so much cancer. It's a little weird. A little weird. I mean, I, yeah. I have I have some theories, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I want to ask too, like uh in regards like other times you've kind of felt this presence, like do you ever just kind of get like nudges that are more like where you keep on thinking you should do something or like bring something with you. And it just kind of keeps repeating in your head. You don't know why. Mm. And then it's like later on, something happens in the day and you're like, Oh, that's why I should have totally brought this thing with me or done this thing or. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I have um, like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I had a God. So I had one, like when I was a, junior high where like I'm getting ready for school in the morning and I'm just like opening my dresser drawers and like I just like zoned out staring at this stupid pair of scissors I have like I had a blue pair and a purple pair and one was at school in my art box and one was at home in this drawer and I'm just like my brain is just over and over saying you should take this with you to school you should take this with you to school I'm like why would I need a second pair of scissors? Like, that's stupid. So after like wasting way too much time, you know, because I'm always running late for everything. You shouldn't understand this. Um, I finally <laughs> put the scissors back, I, you know, and I go to school whenever I'm in art class and I'm cutting a piece of yarn, just like normal fucking yarn, right? I'm mm-hmm. cutting it and my scissors literally like break in half like the pin pops out and i have two pieces 
And I'm like, God damn it. You should have brought my extra scissors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'll have that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what my um, my uncle says a lot when he's been drinking. He'll uh, turn to you and say, you'll have that. And you <laughs> will indeed have that. It's uh, it's. <laughs> Yeah, like there are there are instances where I'll just get vibes. Like one of the freakiest things um is that um I will tell people that when I am doing episodes, like certain episodes, I'm led to the topic. I don't pick it. It's just something that falls in my lap and I will find a source and then somehow I will find another source that isn't mentioned in the source that I'm reading, but somehow it'll just like pop up and it'll appear Um, to the point where there was one day about two years ago. So on a Saturday, I was home, stay off, and I was picking, I was literally reaching to pick up a book to read it. And at the corner of my eye, I see this hand, like just this disembodied hand. And it just starts going, as if to tell me to put it down it's just wagging its finger you know put it down it's like no that's not the one don't don't go to that one so i put it down i did Mm -hmm. not read it and uh yeah you just get like weird weird vibes like that and it it makes it and and i know for a lot of people it makes me seem like i'm a kook or something like oh you're saying that it led you to the to do episodes but like it was a UFO sighting that, you know, led to this podcast. So it mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense that, well, you know, there is some kind of hand guiding you, whether it's wagging its finger at you because it doesn't like the book you're about to read or, you know, something else. But like, that's 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 the weird stuff. It's like when you. And I don't even know why I have a lifetime of stories like this, because mm-hmm. nothing really happens to me now. Nothing's happened to me in. Five years, probably. I haven't had any weird so experiences. Really. Well, I mean, like maybe small things, but like yeah, um, those little things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I used to have spirits follow me for a period of time. They would, yeah. um, they just hang around, and they were always women. Interesting. Do you think yeah. it's ancestral, or was it related to the place you were at, or um, so? When I had my my natal chart done, mm-hmm. like that was something that I brought up. And um, one of the things that the person doing it related it to was I, I think they really focused in on the fact that my Venus is out of bounds. So it's in okay. Gemini. Um, okay. So like that was kind of part of it. There was there was some other things, but like for whatever reason, she literally asked me, "Is like, do you have a penchant for like um, making friendships with weird women?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, yes, I do. It, it really does happen. Like it's just for whatever reason, weird women just make see see like we're here now. <laughs> we're here now. Oh no." So, okay, but going back to your chart, though, like, what's your rising? Leo. Leo, oh, dang it. I was going to, I wanted to find out if you had 12 house Scorpio like me, because I know that can tend to lend towards these sort of connections. Mm-hmm. So, with, you know, uh, spirits and weirdness and such. 
But okay, so is the reason like you have that mentor? Is it because of this history of like you know interacting with spirits? Like, were you trying to work on um, some certain like you know psychic skills or? What was going she on with that? That's one of those weird things. She just kind of popped oh. into my life, like right really? out of nowhere. She literally yes. messaged me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was, man, this was like 2007, 2008, somewhere around there. And okay. right. she messaged me out of nowhere and started talking about ghosts. And she literally said the words, oh, your dad wanted me to tell you that he sits in your bedroom at night in the chair and he just watches over you. How did that make you feel? Weird at first, but like. Cool. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it comforting. But like. um, For some reason. Don't know what it is about me. But like I will get like this happened to me when I was going in college because I yeah. sat by myself, like if I was like studying or something like that, mm-hmm. I just sit by myself, do my things. There was one day this one woman walks over and she just sits down. She's like, you seem like a good listener. I'm just going to talk to you. Who I always that? get those people. I always get that? those people. Who does no. that? I know. But yet, how many people have done that to me? It's like they fucking fuck. I'm sorry. They find me everywhere, and I yeah. end up listening to somebody, for, and I'm too polite to like walk away. So it just mm-hmm. ends up being like you know hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like I don't want to make this connection with you. Why are we doing this? Like, what is this? But it happens, and like yes. that, it was just such a weird thing. Just like, cause she just like brought it up out of nowhere when she was doing the reading. She's like. Do you do you just have like lifelong friendships with weird women? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> just probably like congratulations on your next one. Yeah, right. Uh like um, yeah, but like for a period of about about 20, 2012 to 2017, yeah, there'd just be like a female spirit that would attach every now and then and just hang out. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes I could understand why they were there. But the freakiest thing was, is when they would, uh, when they would um, want to let you know that they were there, they just mm-hmm. put a hand on the back, like right in the center of my back. And it was uh, sometimes, oh, okay. so, and I'll tell you, some of them push a little harder than the others. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that I really have not been like physically touched by spirits a lot. Like, I, it's usually not how I end up getting communication, but there was one incident. Um, it was much younger. So I don't, I don't really know how young, but, um, it was, it'd be middle school, junior high or high school, somewhere in that period because I had, um, I had my Ouija board at that point and I was doing it with my friend. I just remember literally I felt the cold and the pressure of something pass through my chest and out my back. Mm. And that was like, okay. 
think we're done with today's session. <laughs> we're gonna put the board away uh, for now. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. uh let's let's just put it away. Uh yeah. It, it's still the best board though, man. Like they don't make them anymore like they did in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like they make the planchettes too heavy, the board's not slippy slidey enough, and it's smaller right. now. It's like B it's BS. I'm sorry. Because like this board, man, whenever um me and my one friend uh jay who may or may not be in the server now um (laughs) (laughs) he may or may not have just shown up in the server the other day yeah i I don't know i i I will not say his name beyond the letter um but like dude whenever we like end up doing like the board together it like it goes fucking nuts like we've literally had the planchette escape our fingers and move the rest of it across the board and off Mm -hmm. like I've just I've never seen activity like that with anyone else. And like, you know, we're both adults. He's not gonna fuck around with me and I'm not gonna fuck around with him. It's just, it's just he, something he pra- he, we're both we both practice like, you know, different sets of magic, you know. So we can you can consider us magicians or occult practitioners or whatever the hell you want to call us. Because um, you know, his his uh I, I would say that he kind of uh, is a bit of a John Constantine. So, you know, uh, no, a petty dabbler. <laughs> which is which is interesting when you when you realize or when you read accounts of like the writers of John Constantine claiming that they had yeah. actual encounters with John Constantine. But exactly. the thing is, it's like it's not just John Constantine, it's people like saying mm-hmm. i've had encounters with superman like the real superman yeah. and stuff and that's like that's freaky that's right. weird <laughs> like you gotta wonder if like there's like some egregores running around or like just like fucking trickster spirits like saying like i am taking on like this appearance for a moment and you just have like this experience you know mm-hmm. it goes back to like you know co-creation and what masks these entities or the other wares around us Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, Sorry, one I, thing I, I, that I read the other day, because yeah. I'm I'm we're on the heels of this big series about conspiracies and all the the stuff that came out of the 80s that kind of has given put us to the to where we are now with like UFO culture and stuff like that. And yeah. I was reading David Perkins work because he's been doing research on cattle mutilations for like over 45 years oh, and he's he's like at the beginning of this episode and i think i was listening to him on conspiranormal and he was talking about how like you know at first this definitely seemed like a government operation like maybe these are you know they're trying to see how fallout is uh you know affecting the environment and how it affects you know livestock and stuff like that because there are instances where um it's been documented that uh people have found like gas masks at the scene of of certain cattle mutilations Mm. and and other like uh radar chaff for instance there's one case in which radar chaff was literally shoved in the mouth of a cow and they found it um but isn't there like some radiation too yeah exactly because like you know you think of like operation gas buggy and like you know how that like fucked things up but also like how many you know nukes have we detonated 
in New Mexico and, and such. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So like it makes sense that the government would be interested in that. But as he was continuing on the conversation, he's like, it doesn't fit every single one of them because in a lot of these accounts, like um, people are claiming that they see helicopters that just disappear in the middle of nowhere. They just gone. Um, And he started to um, really lean heavily towards the Gaia theory, thinking that this is the earth kind of like doing this, like killing cattle in order to save itself because of, you know, how, I mean, uh, one of the researchers on this said that like, uh, you know, to, to Gaia, the three biggest threats are cows, cars, and chainsaws. So mm-hmm. like with cows, I get it because of methane. Like mm-hmm. um and, and even just uh the destruction of um you know the environment when mm-hmm. you're trying to create feeding pastures for them too, you know. Mm-hmm. So like uh what's interesting is that it targeted a lot of like prominent cattle ranchers, like people who mm-hmm. were big names, um, and like there were some that were targeted over and over and over and over again. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe, um, has anyone ever done like any kind of deep dive to see what the, um, I, I would say, environmental impact of those ranchers in particular is like? Like if they are worse than others or, you know, if they have ties to certain industries or people in the politics or just anything where there could be like a connection that would be interesting and like uh one of the books that i read um Mm -hmm. uh stalking the herd by chris o'brien it tried to find connections in like real world events and stuff like that but it that was one of the things is like i i didn't read it entirely so i don't know in the latter half because i you know my my series stops at a certain point so i didn't really need to read the entire thing and Quite frankly, it is incredibly dense. Um, <laughs> it's one of those ones that, like, here's a bunch of important cattle mutilation cases. And here's a bunch of ones that aren't important, but I'm giving you a timeline to see how, you know, this phenomenon kicks up and stuff. So it becomes incredibly long, just very dense and, and thick. So um, maybe in the latter half toward the end of it, that that's kind of the case. Um, but like it would it would behoove them to actually do that. I also think they should kind of do um a breakdown of like the styles of mutilation to see uh, you know, what kind of groups you can put into it because some of them come away as like there's always the ones where like this one was bloodless, this one had surgical precision, and then there's other mm-hmm. ones that seem more, you know, uh violent or have other oddities and you know. It would be interesting to see if, like, you know, these certain people that are frequently targeted, do theirs hold a similar pattern in each case, or are they, you know, all different types of styles, you know? I, I'd like to get your thoughts on um, something in particular. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, in Montana was the weirdest of the bunch in the 70s, because they literally had, like, Docu- uh, I won't say like the best documented evidence, but they had documented evidence of 
everything going on. So people were seeing because a lot of it was centered around mounds from Air Force Base uh, in Cascade near Cascade County. So there's um, like Bigfoot like activity. There's um, helicopters, unexplained lights. Um, but there was the only site that could be linked to occultists was found in Montana. Um, and I'll, I need to see if I, if I have the pictures because there are pictures of this, um, and I can share them with you. Um, uh, this, this was uh, documented a book called mystery stalks, the prairie by a guy Uh named Keith Wolverton. And he he became the cattle mutilation guy for Cascade County, basically. And um, what a thing to be known for. Yep. Uh, okay, so on one photo. So there's this one mountain where they like on the side of this one mountain. I'm going to throw this image in the chat. Okay, let's see if I'm seeing this one. So I'm guessing that stone circle was not originally there. Nope. Okay. Interesting. Um, um, now, just to clarify what I'm looking at, because when I'm zooming in, it's getting pretty blurry. Mm-hmm. Um, over... Are those this are just natural tree roots for the most part, or am I seeing like branches? Um, I believe most of those are natural tree roots. Okay, and then is that by on the left? Is that part of the tree that light colored part, or is that kind of a no? Stone? That's a rock. That is a that big stone. Up. So okay. they found a stone that had Isis on it, and. They really? also found stones that had kind of like Christian stuff on it. So like it, it okay. doesn't it all it doesn't seem like it makes sense because it it's like a bunch of different stuff being thrown at the wall is what it looks like. Um well, this um forgive me, I am I am by no means an expert in everything, but um Coptic is it Coptic Christianity? Is that the one that's the Egyptian one? I believe so. Uh-huh. All right. Um, would they maybe mix symbols like that? Possibly. Um, Just like Isis. I know. Um, was it Osiris is the one that they kind of tie into like Jesus or the resurrection or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Is Isis his mom or something? Um, that's a good question. Hang on. I am. Look, my my brain has melted over the years, and as yeah, you're good. Uh, your you're audience good. needs to know I have a toddler, so my brain is completely <laughs> melted these days. Um, hold on a sec, because I'm gonna go get my notes because I took notes on yeah. this, and like this this would be interesting to get your take on. So I'll be right back. So, so I I googled um Osiris and Isis were uh, brother and sister, and also husband and wife, and their child was Horus. Okay, so. I have my notes here. Um, okay. Uh, this was near Butte, Montana, is where they found okay. it. So 
this is the direct quote, approximately 75 yards up the mountain from the rock is a complete circle of rocks, 61 feet in circumference. This is west of the Nello Rock, which is like the mountain um, pass that they're on. Uh, the rocks encircle what looks like a natural pit. It did not appear to have been dug out. The pit is four and a half feet deep with a fire pit at the center. The fire pit was encircled with small rocks about 18 inches in diameter. There was no indication of a recent fire. And when it was used, the fire was very small. Inside the encircled area are two lodgepole pine trees, one on the right and one on the left. Each tree had a nail in it. If something was stretched between the two trees, it would be off center and be over the stone with Isis printed on it. The stone with the inscription of Isis, favor us, mother of moon, lover of goodness, is resting on the roots of one of the trees. If one were standing in the center of the pit looking at the Isis stone, one would be looking southeast and the stone faces the northwest. The line would be in the center of the rock inscribed with, um, I believe it's Yahweh, uh, but it only it's only Y-H-W-H, which I believe is the abbreviation for Yahweh. Yeah, you don't um, have the vowels in. It's right. Not, yeah. Um, there does not appear to be any relationship between the stones that have writing on them and various rocks selected at random, which have the painting on them. None of the rocks that made up the circle were very large, the biggest being roughly 10 inches across, smallest being a handful of rocks to fill up any gaps. Um, Isis is believed to be the name of an ancient cult of Egypt, later worshipped in Greek and Roman empires, which had as its symbol a cow. The cult was said to have utilized mutilations in ancient times. Isis was an Egyptian goddess of fertility. The word Yahweh on the rock, opposite the one labeled Isis, is believed to be a forbidden pronunciation of the word God. The numbers 5, 15, 29 is... Um, is numerology standing for evil and Satan? Is what oh, they are saying. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. This is that's ass nine. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Going. A five pointed star and a symbol similar to the Nazi swastika were found on some of Wait. the stones in circle. Wait, how, how a five pointed star, but that's similar to a swastika. Yeah. Um, I, that, that's that's not making sense because you know, we're talking about four and five here. So, what exactly? I, I need to see this. Um, I'll see if there's also, a picture in the book. Um, also, the, I, I, Yahweh written that way. That's just like, like how they do it in Hebrew, isn't it? I mean, like, yeah. Um, here is a picture of the stone with. Oh crap! Let me take off my. No, it just here. like blanks out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I'm gonna. I'll take off the background, so it doesn't do that. There we go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Wait. I I see. So there's the number, the one five seven five one. Okay. No, that just, that's not. That just says ISIS. Okay. Wait. Yeah. ISIS favor us with exclamation points. Mother, man, lover of goodness. And that little weird symbol thing at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, basically, okay. Isis favor us, mother of the moon, lover of goodness. Um, 
I also want to like look up some hieroglyphics later and just see if I can like figure out what that little symbol is. It's probably something related to that. I mean, so far, this sounds like a bunch of hippies that decide to have a little bonfire and mm -hmm. do some like, you know, singing and chanting and dancing naked in the woods. Like, I don't I'm not getting some real like weird vibes from this, you know? Um. An interesting theory was advanced by a young woman who was interviewed by authorities in Montana. She claims to know that some very rich people are behind the mutilations and that they pay less wealthy persons to do the mutilations for them. She said they often pay $500 to $1,000 for parts taken from the animals. I mean, that seems reasonable. I could, I could see someone being like, hey, of course, paying some poor person who's like, maybe even like, a migrant worker or something like go do this thing for me that sounds like rich person bullshit so mm -hmm. yeah i could i could buy that um yeah going back to when was the date of this uh stuff what time of year was it this is springtime april 14th 1976 so it's close to spring well it is spring technically i mean i imagine the site was visited earlier than that but that is the date that keith wolverton visited the site Oh, okay. So he visited April 14th, but it could have been, it could have happened earlier. Yeah, it could have so, been totally earlier than that. Because, I mean, I, like, if this is just some hippies or whatever, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, like, in the 70s, you already had, all right, you already had Wicca, you already had Gardner, you already had all that. 70s we get into second wave feminism you get into a lot of the goddess worship culture um some of it gets a little transphobic just a fair warning so we're not going to talk about those a-holes um mm -hmm. but you're gonna have it, it's no surprise that they're like worshiping isis mother moon you mean you have like the dianic wiccans they popped up around then too so to me, it feels more coincidental, but in a high strangeness kind of way where it's like, of course, they end up doing, you know, their ritual not too far from where this flap is happening. And it's like mm -hmm. all the energy, all the vibes, it's all happening in the same place. But like, do I think they caused it? Absolutely not. Like right. this, this seems like a pretty generic, like, you know, just some goddess worship stuff that would have been like time period appropriate. Yeah, and like it, it, it definitely, like even when you looked at it, even when I looked at it in this thing, I'm like, oh, this is just people fucking around. I mean, yeah, they, they, they did some. I mean, they there is some effort on that, but like, that's just the weird thing about Montana, though, is like it, it sticks out as like so. There are states that have kind of their own identities when it comes to um cattle mutilation so um colorado was a big one that was hit a lot um especially in like the san luis valley um missouri had a lot of the helicopter sightings that were associated with mutilations um they weren't the only ones but that was like a lot of their jam um yeah. there was a lot of stuff around dulce um interestingly enough like after the snippy mutilation the first state that was starting to report them 
was actually Minnesota. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. In 1971. You just like know this stuff offhand. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's but, weird. Like, it's, it, yeah. it's not natural. I, trust I, me. I, I wish sometimes I wish I had that talent because seriously, I always like was the kid that like I learned everything for the test, got my A, forgot all by the next day. <laughs> like, just gone. Yeah, I think that's like most things, but it's like, oh, UFOs. You can remember mm. that. Cool. <laughs> that's going to help in life. Yeah. That's going to help me maybe one day earn an income, but it's not today. We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting there. You're getting there. We're getting there. So, uh, you know, I, I've told some stories. I think you need to tell some stories here because, uh, you know. Uh, all right. well, well, since we're talking about UFOs, we'll do the UFO one. How about that? Okay, let's do the all UFO right. story. All right. So this was like 95 or 96. And even though I keep wanting to say 95, it was probably 96 just because I ran cross country in 95. So like I wasn't doing all the marching band events. But mm-hmm. this wasn't. A football game. This was what we call a bands night, where all the marching bands from the various schools, they go down to some school's football field and they play their halftime shows. Mm-hmm. So it gives a chance for all the parents to hear all the music and da da da. And, you know, it, it's a nice thing. Um, so we were, I'm just going to crunch this. Hold on. You saw nothing. <laughs> nothing. Um, <laughs> You're good. You're good. <laughs> so, so we were um, across like the basically like across the street at our rival school stadium and even though it's literally uh, like five minutes down the road we were late which you know good job <laughs> high school of mine that i won't name yeah <laughs> but and it wasn't my fault because the whole there is the whole band was late um so anyways we're all there and because we arrived late uh the way like the field was set up and everything it's like we had to stop on the track and just hang out and parade rest while another band finished their performance because we couldn't cross the field to our seats while they were performing you know Mm So me and my friend, John, um, we both played saxophone. So we were standing next to each other and like, you know, I have my saxophone just, you know, like stood up. So I'm like sitting on it, like the, um, the case, not the actual mm. saxophone case. Um, and I'm just like, we're bored and we're just chatting and stuff. Um, and so I'm looking at the sky and here's where you get to see here, how dumb I am because I can't, I'm directionally challenged in this story. And I still am. I, I have gotten the direction wrong. Even when I've told this before, like, so <laughs> bear with me. Um, so sorry. No, Look, you will find out in many of my stories, I am a moron and that just adds character and flavor to it. So, okay. Uh, this is a bit of advice for everyone. Yeah. We're all morons in this world. Yeah. We're just, it's just something that you have to accept. You're exactly. a moron. You're all, be- you're all beautiful morons. Just accept it. Yeah. It's fine. Yes. Well, this is like when we were talking about that guy who, um, thought it was like an African dialect that the aliens or whatever was speaking. And what, yes okay like look in the story that i'm gonna tell later i'm just just reminding you it's like if i hadn't gone back 
and like questioned my like 19 year oldish self and like Googled stuff and looked on YouTube, my dumb ass would still think that I had heard Aramaic and it sounds nothing like that. And then I, and that story would have been recorded somewhere with me saying, why, yes, the spirit spoke Aramaic and mm -hmm. no, they did not. <laughs> so remember kids, this was before like <laughs> Google and shit. So remember kids always go back and, and revisit your experiences and research them again, because new information will have come out in like 20, 30 years and you will feel less dumb for it. All right. Anyways, back to this story. Um, yeah. So, okay. So I'm looking up and the sunset is behind me. We're going to get it right this time. So okay. I'm looking away from the sunset because that's smart <laughs> and the sun sets in the west and rises in the east. the east so i am looking east everyone we're doing it right this time we're doing directions here folks we got it <laughs> gonna be good so i see this like white this big big white star in the sky i'm like wow that's a big star what big white stars do i know um is it the north star mm. no kids it is not the north star because i am not looking at the north so i am uh, so after i say this to john i'm just like hey john what is that is that the north star and i'm like oh no that's not the north <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get through this i swear um so after I say that, though, after I figure out that this is not the North Star that I am looking at, the damn thing starts moving. So what it does is it does like these sort of zigzags, almost like um, like like an X in the sky or like an hourglass, you know, but sideways. And mm -hmm. it's going like zip, 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 zip. And like if this is any kind of craft, you know, nothing I know of could make like those tight turns that speed you know that would look like a ball of white light and i mean it looked like a star it was high up in the sky so it had to have been pretty sizable to be that large to my eyes right. and we do have um we have both an air force base and an and a, a small airport probably about 15 minutes down the road um i will Hold on, east, north, 15 minutes north down the road. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't quote me on that, though. And I'm quoting I you on like, that. Hey. I will be putting yes. that in the show notes, quoting Damn you it. on that. <laughs> I need more chocolate. This is killing me. Um, <laughs> stress, the stress of getting my directions right. You know, funny thing is, though, out of me and my mom, I can get myself unlost without Google Maps. I have done that's so in skill. Pittsburgh. That's that's I'm special telling, right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it was just, you know, my personal spirits telling me how, where to go because obviously yeah. I have no idea what the fuck direction is. So anyway, um, this thing's like fucking zipping around, moving and shit. And we're just like watching it, me and John. I'm just like, what the fuck is that? Like, is it from the Air Force Base? Is it a UFO? Like, you know, and it's so high up too you know it's not like it's hovering low where it could be you know swamp gas i mean it's 
if you know where I live, like even though technically Ohio is swampland, there, there's no fucking swamp nearby. This is all concrete jungle. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so this So thing, we got I, Bob Marley's concrete jungle playing in the background. Yes. Excellent. Good. We need a soundtrack for this. That's cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like this thing just ends up taking off like straight back, like, like towards the, I want to say towards the horizon, but it didn't look like it was lowering, like with the curvature of the earth. It just like went straight back, like away from me and just like disappeared. Like it didn't go down to a point, you know, like where it was just getting smaller, smaller, smaller. It just went back and then it was gone before it would have like normally, if it was like a normal real craft would have disappeared. Mm-hmm. So and, like, that was it. Like it was just like gone. So what do you <laughs> what do you remember feeling when you were watching it? That's the thing. Like this experience was probably um my least like one of my least spiritual moments. Like uh, the other ones I've gone through, like have been intense. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like uh and, and I know you know some of them, you know, but like things that impacted my life or like freaked me out or even just like helped me confirm my feelings about whatever this it was just like dude that's fucking weird like in, i was just like nerding out mostly mm-hmm. you know and now considering the time period um things that may be kind of relevant in the vein you're thinking of um in 95 that's when i met john so that's why i'm like i do think this i still don't know if this night by my six but that's when i made friends with john because um 95 is when i started seventh grade so i moved up to like the junior high high school was combined mm-hmm. and john was two years ahead of me and so he's the one that introduced me to um like the typical you know llewellyn books like on wicca and like stuff like that and like because like before all that i was into astrology and yoga and like Hinduism and stuff like because my aunt's a yoga teacher and um I was still into like the occult and paranormal but like I wasn't specifically practicing any kind of particular magic you know Mm -hmm. so he got me into that stuff and I I mean I'm just gonna say right now I am not Wiccan okay because Um, nothing against Wicca. I'm just not. Okay. Um, right. people, people just think like, that's the only thing that exists out there. And like, no, 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 it's okay. not, it's not right. as someone, as someone who was starting to dabble into mm-hmm. uh, occult topics, who has purchased books about it now and is going to start yeah. reading them. Yeah. There's it's, it's a lot, um, it's a lot complicated and I'm just want to go on the record right now and say, fuck mm-hmm. theosophy right now. I hate everything about it. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it's just because it's been ruining my fucking life for the last week. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like that, yeah. that seems like a triggering event. Maybe. I just don't know what I actually did. Now, it's like and the thing is, like for some people, they have these like absolute like uh, signpost moments where like after that event, then this happened in their life or they suddenly got like psychic powers or something or just dreams or whatever and it's just like like my life has been non-stop with like weird shit so it's like hard to say that one thing it totally triggered some other thing because i'm just like it all kind of blends together after a while Mm -hmm. you know and 
I mean, I like obviously junior high, that's where the scissors thing happened. Um, I would say probably junior high is also when I did this one thing where, because again, this was after I started learning about like lay generic paganism. I, um, I had a wart on my thumb of all places. And I mean, as you can see, I am wart free. So no, no jokes about witches here. Visual inspection, wart free. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. There's, there's bikini photos of me somewhere. Anyway, um, so I have this wart, right, on my thumb. And I take a bloodstone because I love crystals, man. You can take me to a, some kind of, you know, a cult shop and I'm going to mm-hmm. be coming out with like 50 bucks worth of crystals. It's terrible, terrible vice. So I have this bloodstone pressed against my thumb. It's during um, free period, which is in the band room. So I'm drawing like, because I used to be kind of artistic. I'm drawing with my right hand while I'm holding the bloodstone against the wart on my left thumb. By the time that half hour was up, I removed the bloodstone and the wart was completely gone and I have never gotten it back since. That's um, That's a medical cure right there. Uh, so kids well here was my theory too because warts the whole thing about them is the blood supply you can see like the little blood supply that's what the little dark dots are in a wart so i'm like Mm -hmm. bloodstone oh that'll Mm -hmm. cure an issue with blood hey so that that was my thinking i mean it's not like i found that book to do that i just figured out myself i was like that's a good idea and it worked yeah and i can talk about like oh we did esp cards too so we, um, God, it was probably from like some 17 magazine or some, or, uh, what was popular back then? Tiger beats or I don't know. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, you know, we're talking like nineties girl mags. All right. So, yeah. um, I am familiar. I had, I had a sister back in that day. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there's a whole thing is like, okay, you make these ESP cards with the symbols on, like you've got the waves. Got yeah. The they're Zenner cards yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Homemade center right. cards. Yeah, so we, we made a deck, right? And mm-hmm. I would have, we test each other, like, during the free period in band. And I remember this one kid, he he was like, oh, I want to test you on them. I'm like, all right, whatever, let, let, let's see what happens, right? So he, um, I had to stand away from him, like, with my eyes closed, not facing him. And he's got the cards over here. And I'm, I'm like, he was very much, like, a normie type but like you know he, he wanted to play with this stuff too so um so i'm so he's like looking at the cards and i'm supposed to tell him what i'm seeing so we go through the whole deck he's just kind of like not giving me any feedback you know but like i hear kind of like little muffled uh, uh, like with him and like whoever was like over there with him i was like all right how did i do he's like well you didn't get the cards I was looking at, but you got the one behind it every single time. That's interesting. Because right? there is an it if you go and listen to an episode of John Tenney's, I think it's what the hell is it, Realms of the Weird podcast that he used to do. Okay. He he had met a guy and he tested him and he did mm-hmm. the same exact thing. No shit. Yeah, it's basically the same exact thing. Oh my god. That's amazing. Yeah. 
But he he had that. Um, uh, yeah. Do you know that uh, X Files episode, uh, Clyde Bruckman's final repose? That dude that like could predict like everything uh, and predicted his own death and and stuff like that. Um, wow. The guy okay. that played him was the um, was the father on um, Everybody Loves Ray. Um, I feel like I kind of remember it, but my mm-hmm. I told you my memory is horrible. But like yeah. I, I remember the vibe of it. So yeah, it it had that kind of vibe. But if you go listen to that episode, let me let me find uh, what episode that is. Um, John, uh, one of his his first podcasts was called Realm of the Weird, and okay. all the episodes are still online now. And in fact, he has an IMDb page for it, uh, which is great. Um, so someone else is also a dysfunctional psychic like I am. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Continue. Exactly. Great. Um, feels so much better now. I think it might be the episode I'll see you yesterday. Okay. But you should All go right. listen to that because I'm pretty sure that's the episode. But like that okay. that immediately clicked because I'm like, oh crap. So I have a I have a yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, go for it. What is the dumbest synchronicity that you've ever experienced in your life? Oh, you're asking the person with no memory. I don't I didn't uh, I will tell you the dumbest synchronicity I've ever had. Um okay, yeah, tell in, me back in 2004. Mm-hmm. I went to my first Dave Matthews band concert. Oh, this is great already. Wait, yeah. 2004? Yeah. God, I wonder if that's the year I... Oh, I wonder if that's the year I went. <laughs> Hold on. I, I saw Dave Matthews being at Blossom, so... Mm. Go on. Uh, uh, so, I didn't have a lot of money. I just had money for the ticket, and that was it. So, like, okay. we were going down there. We were going to camp at this site. And they kept telling me, oh, no, it's free. Don't worry about it. Totally <laughs> fine. So we stop. Um, we have uh, convenience stores around here called Stewart Shops. They're basically your um, your average, like, uh, gas station convenience store. It's just our particular brand. Um, and they have the drabbiest colors. They have like maroon, like a dark, like a really ugly looking maroon color with some like gold lettering and stuff. But oh God. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, so I walk in cause I'm like, okay, I got to go use the bathroom. People are grabbing snacks and whatever. And I look over and I see this $20 bill just sitting on this counter. Mm. Nobody was near it. Don't know who put it down, but I'm like, Okay, crap. Something tells me I should take that $20 bill. So I literally just snatched it, put it in my pocket, went to the bathroom, and you know, just went back out to the car. We get down there. Turns out it's $20 to camp on that site. Oh my god. <laughs> literally the dumbest synchronicity that has ever <laughs> happened to me. That's like you literally were given $20. Yes. Like something was looking out for you. Someone was looking out for me. Somebody put $20 down on this counter next to the coffee. And they're like, you're going to need that kid. Whoever that was. Thank you. I appreciate it because I was able to. And I had that tent free to myself that night because I have a deviated septum. So as you can imagine, I'm a very loud snorer. (laughs) Hey, deviated septum club. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I got hit with a basketball in the face. So. I don't know what happened to me. Um, I'm still trying to figure it out because huh. I, I, I've had I, 
I I had it for a long time, whatever it was. But oh man, yeah. I mean, could just be, could just be like you're born with that, and it just kind of grew a little be. more as time goes on. I don't know. Could be. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like up. such a good. That's like such a good synchronicity, though. That's like not unfair. Honestly, yeah. I really. Don't. I thought you meant like legit dumb. Like I was gonna like look. There was one time I was talking to my friend Liz, and she's another um, practitioner as well. And um, if you want to check out her like tattoo slash occult Instagram, it's Elizabeth Imperion. You might be able to find it if I. I'm not gonna try to spell it. I, I'll um, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um. So, you know, like she was doing like the whole like alchemical journey process dealio. And uh, I was having like a lot of like dreams and weird syncs with her. And like we had just my husband, and I had just watched Hellier. And like I'm having like this conversation on um, Facebook Messenger with her as I'm like going down this one road. And um, we're t- we were joking about the Hellier balloon, like the... um what were those balloons called like the oh, oh yeah yeah the, I, can't, I think it's like the special kind of balloon that's like you know like birthday balloons are made of like that foil or like whatever mylar. it is mylar thank you um yep. we're joking about that and like you know we'd had like a lot of um weird sinks where like i was like having dreams that were basically giving me info about like what was going on like with her part of like that metaphysical process and it was it was getting weird like just things were getting weird at the time and i was joking with her i was like man you know you know i'm I'm driving along like next thing you know i'm gonna find like some mylar balloon like popping up we're gonna have some more synchronicities and like god damn it did i not find a a star-shaped birthday mylar balloon in a tree like five minutes down the road yeah all right that was a dumb one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is a dumb one. absolutely absolutely like i think people have this, this idea that synchronicities are these great and meaningful things that happen to you all the time that you could and like maybe some of them are some Sometimes. of them are just absolutely fucking stupid and like yeah. you kind of have to revel in the stupidity of them because it, it's just it it's a it's another reason to laugh uh because like synchronicities can also be cruel and like my synchronicities have been rather cruel to me lately and i'd like them to stop oh like i don't need them to perpetuate things that have happened in my life it's over it's fine like i can move on from that i don't need to be reminded of it constantly well there's a lot of planets retrograde right now so some things may be you may be revisiting some things whether you want to or not yeah no, we're not gonna yeah that's that's sad i'll, so I'll talk to you about that off yeah later recording yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, i yeah. will literally yeah. tell you i will i'll literally tell you what it's about and like i mm-hmm. you know how every now and then you'll see uh on twitter somebody will say uh will have like images associated with your big three and then your venus oh yeah 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 I, they had a taylor swift one like mm. last week and mine literally told a story and i am so pissed about it i am absolutely fucking pissed about it and like i think that was the straw that broke the camel's back because i literally got pissed off and i i so thankfully where i work people there aren't people around me i fucking yelled to the high heavens because i was so pissed (laughs) off about it 
Oh my god. It's like it's like T Swift, no less. So that makes it all the better. Yeah, exactly. And it totally fit the vibe, which is which is fine. Um, like I think it's helped me to find peace related to this thing, but um, you know it's just did it in a really fucked up way. But um that's the thing though about synchronicities is like if you're on to something, they will point you down the road that you need to go to. And when it has no particular relevance to anything, they're just dumb and goofy and hilarious. Well, and getting back to that, actually. So I am going to tell you a little pet theory of mine Mm -hmm. that kind of came about from reading a Wildcats comic back in like the uh, 90s or like 2000s or something. This is my childhood. Yes. Maybe it was the TV show. Where was the cartoon? I don't know now. It was the either cartoon the comic was amazing the... though. Yeah, there was. was a comic. Yeah, there was a comic. I, I had both. I mean, like I watched the cartoon, but like I had the comics, so I mm-hmm. had a couple things from Image back then. Um, oh yeah, I I had a lot of comics, but okay. So it, whatever it was, whatever episode or issue or whatever, uh, they were in this place that generated a um a field of probability and it was like an artificial field of probability that like heightened the probability of things so like if you needed to create a coincidence to happen like it like upped your chances so statistically you're more likely to like have like this thing work in your favor or whatever you're trying to do almost kind of like um it was almost kind of like the luck powers from uh, what's his face from Marvel, um, like Dazzler. Isn't it Dazzler? Oh, something? Yeah, yeah. I I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I think that's right. Yeah, it's kind of like how, how like that works. So my thing was like the synchronicities and everything. It's like okay, the more you get into this shit, and also the more you do like magic as well, like the more it kind of like raises the uh, level of probability, the probability field around you. And so you end up having more and more sinks and coincidences and also more high strangeness. And it just kind of like builds and builds and and builds. Like it just, you know, like attracts like kind of a thing. And then, you know, you also, you go through your like your low periods where like, you know, nothing's going on. Things are chill. But like when you're ramping stuff up, the more you do the more you read about something the more magic you do the more like movies or podcasts you listen to like everything on the subject the more you involve yourself in it the more it ramps up the field and things just kind of like get excited and like more shit starts to happen mm-hmm. so it's all the I kind that. Of that wildcats comic i dig that i dig that because mm-hmm. i told i totally i totally vibe with that because i think mm-hmm. I think you could do that unintentionally just by like um, even if you're just like researching stuff, I think that you can just do that. Exactly. Like it's like you get into like this mindset and like, I don't know, whatever's around you seems to kind of feed off of it. Yeah, it's 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 interesting how they work like that sometimes because like it's just. There's they could be so weird because you're. And and you can become obsessed with them because it's just like yeah. they don't make sense half the time or like you don't get the significance of 
why am I being shown this over and over and over again? But like, um, that's the thing is like, don't, it's tough to really ex try to explain them because it's, um, they feel so childlike in many ways. Like they mm -hmm. feel, and they also feel like a brain, like, uh, mm -hmm. or like, no, this is the way that I described it. So it's like that relative that finds out that you like a thing and they keep <laughs> buying you things like that yes. thing. That's yes. what a synchronicity is. Basically. A lot of the times. Yeah. 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 yeah you're just like, okay, well, doesn't actually need something. But, um, so, so with synchronicities, there's kind of like, well, I can we can already kind of touched on this, but there's kind of two categories. You have synchronicities where, yes, this means something. It's about something specific. Pay attention to the synchronicity. We have other ones where the synchronicity is not important. If you try to figure it out, you are wasting your time. Mm -hmm. It is just something that is happening. It is a byproduct of other things that are going on. Yeah. So the important part is that it happened, not what it was about. Right. And yeah. Even then, loosely, the importance is very loose because half the time it's just that it's a bunch happening over and over and over again. So it's like, all right, what's going on in my life right now? Like, what's could this mm. even be, you know, about? And half the time, you know, you're not sure. I mean, maybe they're just saying like you're on the right path or something is going to happen, but you won't figure it out until it actually happens like five months later, you know? Yeah. Yeah, people yeah. do drive themselves like insane trying to figure it out because they just can't, they don't really have the discernment um, to tell like, okay, this is something that's important. This is something I need to pay attention to versus mm -hmm. it's a mile. I mean, away. I think that's what Hellier is about is a bunch of people going crazy trying to figure something out. Times. <laughs> yeah, no, at times it, de it definitely is. But like, I mean, it, they Hell got your... the probability field built up. They were generating yeah. the high strangeness. Like, like, yeah, like Hellier is a love letter to synchronicities. It really is. Yes. And goblins. And goblins, right? But like, I, I think honestly, it was just that they were generating activity. They were raising the probability field, getting all these synchronicities to happen, and it's like, it, it's like, were they actually like? things that they needed to pay attention to or was it just that they were exciting you know whatever mm -hmm. it is that creates these things or right. spirits of the universe you know ourselves whatever and it's like just exciting the energy and like like stirring up um like when you stir up a pond and like the cloud of mud comes up and then like da, 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 like they basically stirred up the pond you know yeah. and then they're like oh look at everything that's happening and it's like okay yeah but you got to be able to figure out what's significant and what is just because you stirred up the pond yeah yeah exactly and that'll drive you crazy that'll drive you absolutely mad no um it, honestly and like if you've ever read tarot for people i feel like this is like a good segue like there are the people that will latch on to like synchronicities or like the most minor thing in a reading and they'll just have you read over and over and over again and just want to strangle 
be like, mm-hmm. look, this isn't important. Like you're, you're just driving yourself crazy. Like, and you're missing the forest for the trees and like, oh, this yeah, is not yeah. healthy. Right. Yeah. And like, you can see where some people like, you know, treat it that way and it becomes an unhealthy obsession for them. Uh, it's bad. It's very bad. Yeah, and it's like, and your tarot reader does not want to read with five different decks in one night on the same fucking question. No, that is a nightmare. I get, I, I, I will get one reading maybe a year, and that's fine. Yeah. That's all I need, because yeah. like uh, sometimes I will be in a situation, where, because I just had one, I just had one done, because I'm like. I'm at this point where I'm I my I'm one of those people that's an idea people, but when it comes to executing those ideas, I can't because there's just so many there and you can't execute all these ideas at once. And yeah. I'm like, I I basically asked her, I was like, am I on the right path here? Because I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I have all these projects in me. And it was like the most down to earth reading that you could ever have. It's just like, yeah, you're on the right path. You just need to pick one thing. Like, don't <laughs> don't overdo it. I'm like, okay. She's like, you'll know which ones are the right ones. Okay. Solid. I trust that. I trust yeah. that. Um, and there was some other stuff in there, but it's just like I feel like I came out of this hazy gray period and my brain is just like dude you gotta do all this stuff you gotta make up for lost time you've gotta you've gotta do this 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 and this um you gotta manage it but i can't do that because i'll literally break down and go crazy (laughs) yeah it's called burnout don't do that (laughs) yeah I, like no. one of the most profound quotes that I heard somebody say about like, oh, I feel like I've hit a wall. And the guys basically said, sometimes you hit a wall so you can lead against it and just take a break, take a rest. That's what the wall is there for. Yeah. Like, don't work against the wall. Just like. Just like prop yourself up against it for a little bit and then you can go on with what you need to do. Like. Yeah. And you'll find that in magic too. Like there's a lot of people that, you know, maybe their paths are a little different, but there's people that'll be like, you should practice magic every day. Do like a tarot reading every day, a spell every day, this and that. And it's just like, no, no man, I, no. I, I basically, I go through on periods where I'm doing stuff and then I go through off periods where I'm not touching anything. And I'm just li- living like the most mundane existence possible. Well, as possible as it can be for me, you know, and it's just like, you have to have like those breaks or you can, you can reach like serious fucking burnout and it drains you. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think people realize how much it drains you unless you are like a serious yeah. practitioner. Oh and, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, and you see it cause like people like it's, it's even maybe I'm getting a little too woo here, but like you can see, like it can start like affecting people's health. Like it just, mm-hmm. it, it gets to people. Oh, it does. Like, yeah. um, and there's going to be a point. And and I know like people that are listening to this, they're gonna lose <laughs> their shit. 
but there's going to be a point where I say, hey, I need to stop doing this for a period of time so that I can focus on this other thing that I want to do that is important to me that there's no other way that I can do it if I unless I stop doing this. Because imagine that, because I really want to write this damn book. Like, yeah. one of the tasks that I gave myself in April, I was like, okay, if I'm going to write a book. I want to outline it with what I want to include in it. Like, make it fundamentally um kind of a possibility in my world so i made a document uh it's like 13 pages long and all it has is like dates names places of famous humanoid sightings that have occurred some like not so famous but i'm like i want to do this at some point and i know that i'm literally going to have to say to people hey guess what you don't get a podcast for a while because i want to do this other thing and well they're gonna have to deal <laughs> yeah like a lot of people are gonna have to deal with it uh including me uh because like uh i'm one of those people that just carries around a lot of guilt a lot of the time if i can't do things and like yeah um that whole people pleaser mentality because like i don't blame people for necessarily taking advantage of people who are people pleasers but mm-hmm. there are certain levels of ethics that you need to have when you're in a friendship slash relationship whatever it is to be like to recognize hey if you care about this person you're gonna say whoa we need to have a talk about this or whoa you need to like take some time for yourself and stuff and yes. like i that is something that i find is very important to me is like mm-hmm. Because when you are the person that people come to for everything, um, for, you know, this, that, what they're going through and and stuff like that, it's just, you never want to say no, but it's like, you have to say no. Otherwise, you're not living a life for yourself. You're living a life to fix other people and you can't fix other people. And especially at the cost of your own health and your own mental health. So it's like, you got to find a way to, to kind of like say guilt, fuck off. I do enough. (laughs) I've done enough. I have literally made myself too available to people and it's okay. It's okay to pull back. So like, uh, I'm telling myself to, I'm telling my brain, fuck off brain. Good job. Yes. And now you have this recorded. So when you start to slip, you can rewatch this and hear yourself tell your brain to fuck off. Exactly. The, the one of the things that um I I I one of the things that I wanted to do with this podcast was to put that kind of stuff in um kind of a space that I could actually do that because there are like there are certain things that I will return to um whether it's a YouTube video or something like one of the most common YouTube videos for me is this guy. I think he's Australian, but he does okay. Reiki cleansing and he'll just stand there for like an hour, like cleansing every single chakra, like pulling everything out and stuff. And it's like, it's literally the most calming fucking thing on the planet because like, he's just like a calming dude and it's a calming vibe. So like, I literally fall asleep to it every night and I'm like, wow. 
Like this is so like there are those things and putting yeah. this into the world for me is like, OK, it's a signal that I can go back and I can listen to this and I can I can internalize it because I put it out there somewhere. Because like most of the time when I try to because like your brain is for lack of a better term, dumb, and it gets stuck in rut cycles <laughs> unless you vocalize what you're thinking and like your thought process and, and your brain has a chance to to hear in your own voice. Oh, I'm being an idiot right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is like a partially therapy session with somebody that I trust <laughs> enough to tell my shit because like um, I actually had a good conversation with my friend Brian for like an hour and a half the other day. And like, I am a person that doesn't trust people easily. I never have um, because I've seen what people do when you trust them. And I will I will say this and this will ruffle some feathers. This is nothing against women in general, but what women what what I find that women will do is they will take. They can be methodical, they can take what you say and use it against you. And like, I'm not saying that men don't do that, but. A lot of the time when it happens to be, it's women. So that's because um, you probably I'm gonna guess statistically you've dated more women than men. Right. So, you know, the odds are you're gonna get screwed over by more women than men. Well, yeah, but yeah. Um, but I mean, like even in friendship circles, it's just like, yeah, why are you doing that? But like, you know. Yeah. I mean yeah. and I don't know you well or your past you know Mm. like or anything like that but at least with some of my friends sometimes i just see them repetitively falling into the same kinds of circles of friends Mm -hmm. and like usually it's that like being friends with me is like the outlier i'm not part of that main circle where Mm -hmm. the drama is happening i'm always just like why are you friends with these people you know it's just I don't know if it's just like a matter of like who you're surrounded with and or like because you know if you do live in a different town than me it's like well then they become friends with people in that area and it's just like you see like these just repetitive cycles happening and it's like the same issues mm-hmm. and like you know I I not I don't know I don't know where I'm going with this I lost my train of thought but, but I, you know I, it's annoying. I totally I totally get what you're saying because yeah, it's people don't learn from their like their experience. They don't learn from their experience. Yeah. They don't apply it in other certain areas. Like they don't apply it. And it's just frustrating yeah. because you have to sit there and you have to be the um you have to be the mantis being in the corner observing all this, like an you're in a David Huggins painting. No, I'm Zorak. And, all right. I'm Zorak. I'm judging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're you're totally judging. I am I am that mantis being in those David Huggins paintings where I'm just chilling out in the corner and like, oh, there's two people doing it, I guess. I don't know. But like mm-hmm. we're just chilling out in the corner and I've got to observe all of this. Okay. And like, and like the thing is too, like, you're not gonna like be able to avoid meeting those kinds of people in your life. Like yeah, you're always yeah. gonna meet all kinds of people, but like at some point you have to learn how to discern those types of people before you go all in on them mm-hmm. and kind of like 
keep your distance and then foster those friendships that are actually like genuine and safe and like, you know, are going to help you grow, you know? And it's just, you know, it, it takes a while. We, and we all make mistakes throughout our lives. It's not like once you learn, you'll never have like a shitty friend ever again. That's going to fuck you over. It's just that you got to cut down on the quantity. You got to start learning from your mistakes, being able to like, kind of say okay this person's a little off like you know mm-hmm. engage yourself out of those environments like i know one thing too with my um like with my husband one of the best things i did for him was basically like like take him across state lines to ohio and like get him out mm-hmm. of like those cycles and certain friendships not that not that all his friends were bad or anything like that but like certain friends that you know were just friends of not convenience, but like, um, proximity, you, you know, yeah. and you get into the, those circles and you get into their friends and it's just mm. like, it's like, yeah, but these people are dragging you down, you know, yeah. they're not good. They're not loyal. Like, and it's like, once you get someone out of that and you get them into a better environment with better friends and better people, and like, you watch how like their lives just like exponentially improve. Mhm. Yeah. And Yeah, like no, that's a great point. Um because yeah, like the moment you pull them out of a situation like that, your life's going to improve pretty much almost immediately because like yeah, it, it, like especially living in a small town, most of your friendships yeah. unless you grew up with these people, they are mm-hmm. friendships of like convenience through the one friend that you made so they naturally introduce you to that their other friends you do not mesh well with those other friends because you're just for my case in my case i'm way too fucking weird for everybody around here you gotta find your fellow weirdos yeah and that's not always an easy thing because you know what a lot of your fellow weirder weirdos are like introverts that stay at home yeah that that's another thing too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Like with my thing was always like, all right, well, you know, I'm a weirdo. I'm, you know, I'm also listen to goth music, and I mean, like, you know, actual like Bauhaus, Joy Division, Sisters of Mercy here. So, which, but um, trying to find weirdos that weren't also like, uh, how do you put it? I don't want to talk disparagingly, but like, you know, some people have drug issues. Other people Mm. have mental health issues that are unchecked, you know, and you find that a lot in alternative circles. And so, you know, trying to find your fellow weirdos that, um, you know, are going to be good, positive influences in your life, stable friends, and not people that are going to continuously drag you down until, you know, you're you know, your life is a mess. It's like, mm-hmm. you you have to be careful, you know? Yeah. And that's, and I've seen too many people who were not careful and like trying really hard not to call out a couple of my friends, like, you know, right <laughs> now for, for their bad decisions and trusting people who F them over sometimes right. for a lot of money, you know? Right. And, you know, yeah. and I'm just like, I'm sorry. I don't have time for that. I I have, you know, a nice house, a nice career. I you know, I come from a neurotic Italian family. We don't want to deal with that kind of shit. Yeah. No, exactly. Like um 
It's kind of like people who say that they don't like drama, but yet they'll look, seek it out wherever they can. Mm -hmm. They just don't want to be the, the subject of the drama. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Don't get me wrong. You know, it, it's it's fun to like hear about it sometimes, sometimes. But if you want to be even on the outskirts, if you want to be involved in drama, even just or dramatic circles, like at some point you have to grow up and like just realize mm -hmm that that's a drain on you and a waste of time and yeah. you know it's like you help the people you can help but then you can't just you're not responsible for helping everyone you no. know you, you can't give more than you have and like right. let yourself get completely like used up and drained and it's like you know my responsibility is to my family not to those people yeah exactly exactly yeah uh so don't let the people please and get to you, dude. No, you can't. You can't. And mm -hmm. like, um, I think like, like I, I'm on this kick where I'll just like, when I go through something, the thing that I do and what helps me is I educate myself about the circumstances, the situation. And I recognize, oh, that's what that was. That's why I felt that way. That's why this went this way and, and, and stuff like that. And Ultimately, I'm a stronger person because of it. But like, you know, your brain will always like set those traps for you because like um, when you're coming out of something and you were like in this mode where you were basically in that survival mode for so long. Um, one of the things that I found with myself is that I'm not naturally an angry person. I'm a very calm person. I get so angry at times, like lately, and I'm like, okay, I I recognize where that is. But it's like, it's not your permanent state. You're gonna have to feel angry for a little bit, but you know what? Just let those emotions channel them the way that you need to channel them in a healthy way, and just you know focus on what's next. And yeah. like, yeah, it'll 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 linger with you. Sometimes uh, if you haven't gotten this idea, uh, the, the idea of this episode, it's therapy for me, people. That's what we're doing yeah. here. This is a therapy session uh, Look, because I have because, done much therapy for people with the tarot readings. So I am very used yeah. to this. Yes, yes, absolutely. So um, I think I think we need to close it out with a story each. The wildest okay. story that you have, the craziest you know story. Be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got I got a crazy alien story. I want it. Let's hear it. So there have been moments in my life where I have seen aliens, particularly mm -hmm. Grace. Um oh they're the worst. Uh, they, they are. They're just so creepy and they stand there and they just linger and um so uh, I, I this is this is a couple stories um there was one time and this was like uh eight o'clock at night in the summer so it was still bright out the sun was still out it hadn't even started to set yet and like i'm one of those people that goes to bed early so i'm like laying in bed i'm like and i was really thinking about aliens it's like all right show up in my room and i see this shadowy form in oh, my no. room like standing oh. right next to my bed and it starts to walk towards me like no 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 go away and open my eyes and it was gone pausing was it on the left or the right side it was on the left side it's always the left think oh all right sorry 
pet theories. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Um, so, like, one of the most startling incidents I've had of this, it was two months after I had my, the UFO sighting that, that led to this podcast. So I had started buying, um, a lot of UFO books and I just read, what the heck was, what the heck's the name of the book? Um, I read I had read Intruders by Bud Hopkins, okay, but there was another okay. book that I'd listened. I'd listened to the audiobook. Um Oh, okay. Uh I'm trying to remember what the heck that audiobook was. I can't remember, but I'll put it in the show notes. But like okay. it was about this woman's experiences with Greys oh, over her okay. lifetime. And oh god, all right. And one of the freakiest things about the book is there's this um, one incident that she had where she heard like them materialize in another room and run out into the room that she was in to swarm her quickly. And it was it was freaky. But like, <laughs> I remember this was early in the morning, probably like five, five thirty in the morning, and I just finished it. And. I'm like, okay, if you aliens are real, show up, show up right now. So I close my eyes, I open my eyes. And this was to my right. I remember it was to my right. Okay, this was right to out, the right. Right, okay. right out in the hallway. There's this form. It's not a shadow, it's in color. And it is a gray it is it, it and and i remember the skin distinctly as like being chalky like it was in my peripheral but i could make out details and like yeah. chalky is the best way to describe their skin had huge black eyes and it was wearing a turtleneck sweater <laughs> oh my god and it was just standing there it wasn't necessarily standing or staring at me it was just like Kind of looking, kind of like um, maybe over my shoulder, kind of okay. yeah, uh, yeah. In, in the hallway. But it was just like okay. standing there. I closed my Did eyes. I didn't see pants. I did. I don't recall <laughs> seeing pants. So, so it's like Roger from American Dad, basically. Pretty, like pretty much. Pretty okay, much. Right. Okay. So I'm looking at it and um, I just I ran out of the building. ran out of the building oh my um, god yeah um so you tempt fate sometimes they show up if you ask them to yeah that's that's still like like that's probably like the most benign like gray encounter like i i've, I've heard usually and like it's still it's just nope nope they just i just like i don't want anything to do with them <laughs> Like, uh there is another one there is another one um, oh god okay all right every all most of my encounters have either happened on the way to work or while i was at work which is very interesting weird. wait where were you is it where you still work to this day yes yeah okay do you think maybe like it's like you know the synchronicity or like universe's way of telling you you really need to get out of this damn job Fuck, man. Never really thought about that. 
because um, like to me like grays are like on par with like seeing goetic demons it's just like it's not the it's not the fun angel ones you know no. like, it's, it's kind of like no a, it's not the fun angel ones are um, you doing some like shadow work some chthonic energy here like eh. yeah maybe i'll go get a journal and we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure this out um but there was uh there's one morning yeah it's early again walking to work and i'm right about to go inside and i look up and i see this orange light in the sky like it doesn't look like mars doesn't look like anything i've ever seen so it was really bright too so i stopped and i looked at it for a second and then it got really big as if it was coming down so i ran inside i ran inside so I'm just like, okay, let's just uh, go about the normal routine of the day, get uh, get my stuff together and, uh, you know, get on with the workday. So I, I was getting my carts ready and I was going to actually go pick up a, a cart in a different hallway. Mm-hmm. And as I'm going through this one hall, there's a door leading right outside. My peripheral... I see there's like a bright light and there's this there was something hold something holding something. I don't know what it was, but I saw this triangle and it was turning in circles. Oh and I got what color was a triangle. I can't remember what the color was, but I just remember that it was like a triangular shape, whatever it was. Okay. Okay. And I instantly just got really tired and I'm like, Oh no, I need to get out of this hallway. So I got out of that hallway and just like kept going. Yeah. But like, I distinctly remember that there was like a figure holding something Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what the hell are you doing right now? I don't like this. I don't (laughs) like it either. Like, I'm glad you ran. Like it's one of those things where like, if you hadn't, you'd probably have some missing time or something like going on. Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely. And I, I don't have any missing time that I'm aware of. Uh, so, yeah, we, we're, don't don't even think about aliens. If you are listening to this fucking podcast, <laughs> do not even fucking think of it. I do, do not. I am not fucking around here. <laughs> we, we are not doing this. No, do not visit Rob tonight. We're not having that. No, we're not having that. We're not doing that anymore. Rob's good. Rob's fine. Rob's working. Rob's Rob's doing the work. Okay. That's right. All right. So tell him. You got to tell him. Tell oh the God, story. This, is, this is like so long. Oh, because I have to tell all of it. Even you, yeah, you can do, you got to tell all of it. You got it. We're going out with a bang here. Jesus Christ. All right, hold up. I'm I'm checking my diary for the date again because I'm an idiot who can't remember shit. So um hold up. Wait, because it was um it was right around the typo negative concert. That's how I, I have my ticket in here somewhere. Oh wow. Oh wow, typo oh, negative. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> was that long? That was that long ago. Um okay, well no, it was after I went to Italy. Hold up. Uh dude i oh wait oh shit i'm like looking through her i'm like oh that's a good one i should tell you about that one we don't have time for that all right (laughs) Uh, 
you know, there's, there's like so many like weird things, honestly, like, and some of it, it's like, I almost don't know if I want to tell on here because like, holy shit, is it, um, almost too like, woo? Like, I'm just like, dear God, someone's going to think I'm like insane. Like, okay, wait, here's, okay. That's AFI. That's, uh, that's my shitty. Yeah, we're gonna say it was probably like 2001. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm giving up on. I, I swear to God. I like, mean, this is 2001. We're talking about Family Values Tour era kind sure. of stuff. I know. I'm like, well, it's like 2001 or 2002. Why the fuck can't I find the page all of a sudden? This is like. <laughs> This is bullshit, all right? I'm sorry, but, like, I I found it, like, so easily, like, when I went to go tell it to someone else, and, like, you know, I'm like, yeah, where, where, where's, the, where's the page? Yeah, so, who cares? All right, you know it's roughly around then, and I, uh, yep. good, good luck with whatever. <laughs> Let me tell, I'm going to stop stalling to tell this fucking story. So, I'm <laughs> sleeping over, so, okay, I'm, I'm sleeping over my friend's house, and this is, like, I don't know. I, I think it's like my first year of college or something. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Whenever, whenever the hell that was. Um, so yeah, we we yeah we basically went to college around the same time, basically because I I I went to college in o two. Yeah, so okay. I, I went in o one. So yep. yeah, because I remember I'm like one year older than you. Yes, you are. Yes, um, but yeah, so. I, I I was back home sleeping at my friend's house. Okay. Now her house is in the neighborhood behind my grandparents' neighborhood. And when my mom was growing up, this neighborhood was still forced. It wasn't developed yet. So my mom told me that she used to go berry picking in this area as a kid. Oh and man, we're getting why- those like politis vibes then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're going, we're doing fairies, we're doing aliens, we're doing angels, we're doing it all in this story. Anything you can think of, we're getting pixie led. I, I mean, things are going to be fucking weird, okay? We're doing possession. I mean, I got I got lots going on here for you. Right. Uh, this, yeah, you know the meme where like, this bad boy can fit so much in the trunk of this car. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're fitting it all in, all right? So, all right. So my mom used to go, literally used to go berry picking in the area where this house is now built. Okay. Which is just fucking weird. Yeah. Um, so, so like, you know, I, this is also back in the time when um, the internet was connected to one computer in the entire household because oh, Wi Fi yeah. wasn't around. So mm-hmm. we had to go to her parents' bedroom to use the internet. This is. Oh, gosh. That's wild. Right. That is wild. That is just wild. Okay. Right? I'm like, we're talking here. Like, I got my laptop, my smartphone. And I'm like, yeah, back then we had to go to her parents' bedroom to use the internet. It feels so weird to have lived in a time where we had to rely on microfiche a lot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Projectors and just, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I, it's, it's bizarre to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, when I grew up, like, I had cassettes, you know, it was just like... I had vinyl, too. Um, I owned the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack on vinyl. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. It is. It really is. It's, 
That's, yeah. you know, if anything is going to be on vinyl, that is that's something to cherish right there. I will tell you the tone of that movie for children. Holy <laughs> hell, it was dark. It was really dark. I go back and I like watch like Ghostbusters and stuff. I'm like, oh, those are some adult jokes that flew over my head. Yes. Yes. And then they made oh, a kids' oh. cartoon about it. One one of the cool things, yeah. If you if you go back and you watch the real Ghostbusters cartoon and you look for, there's an episode with Egon Spangler's uncle. He looks okay. like Jay Allen Hynek. I shit you not. Oh my fucking. Yeah, he looks okay. exactly. He 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 looks a little more Colonel Sandersy, but like yeah. it, it it's there. It's really there. Oh god, that's amazing. Yep. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so um. So yeah, back to the sleepover. So, all right. I'll have one telling it order now. All right, first we start like in her room, okay? Yeah. And we're hanging out on the floor of her bedroom. And like, so at the time, um, you know, cause we, we had both been into like paganism and stuff, but like now she was going into like this sort of Christian, Christo-pagan direction, like mixing stuff up. I know she was always into like Arthurian legends too and stuff, but like, because she was in this like Christo pagan phase, I think that's kind of where like we get the angel aspect from. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I just remember because we were sitting on the floor, like her closet was over here, and like she had some crayon drawings or something on. I don't know why I remember that, but like, uh, she like all of a sudden it's like she gets like this weird vibe, like like. Like it really felt like something was kind of like speaking through her, like kind of taking over her body a little. Like she just kind of like zoned out a bit and was just like, Lindsay, an angel is going to visit you tonight. And she sounds like creepy voice. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just like super neurotic. So I'm just like, what do you mean? What do you mean an angel's going to visit me tonight? Am I going to see it? Am I going to dream it? It's going to be here in this room. Like, I don't think I'm ready to see something like, even if it was like, you know, the cartoony angel rather than the, you know, do not be afraid wheel of eyes. Like, I don't think I'm ready to see something manifest like physically. I, I was like freaking the fuck out already mm-hmm. on her. Just like, what do you mean? And, she, and then like, she kind of gets back to her normal self and she's like, oh no, I don't know. Just like, don't worry. It's like, it's an angel. It'll be fine. Like, I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, Mm. Mm. Like, I like the vibes that you're putting down right now. I'm like, how do you know it's an angel for one thing? Like, I guess sure. Like, and you and see the thing is, I try to remember like more details about it because I'm just like, I feel like there was something implied, or maybe even she said something explicit. I feel like there was something where like I almost like had to kind of let it in. And I don't know if I'm misremembering, like, you know, so we're going to kind of have that as a, with a grain of salt kind of a thing, but it was just sort of like, Angel's going to visit you tonight. Just like, just, you know, it's okay. Just be prepared. Like, you know, da, 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 whatever it it was at the point where I'm kind of freaked out, you know, Mm -hmm. Jen probably was possessed. I have no idea, whatever. Um, Uh, Confirmed, (laughs) confirmed. She was possessed, confirmed. Okay. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, you know, I definitely, uh, you know, I mean, we've all had like kind of things where like, you know, spirits kind of 
download information into your head like you just kind of know things and da yep. da da and stuff but like no this thing was like speaking through her like i, I swear to god it, it was weird like she just was not herself in that moment it was creepy and she had like this voice that just like it was her normal voice but like you know how people just like the tone of voice was like Lindsay, mm-hmm. an angel will come to speak to you tonight and i'm like what what the fuck what the fuck is this tone of voice what are we doing here what are we doing here yeah what what are we doing here this is creepy i don't like this this all right so so we decide to go like you know use the internet we have to go walk down the hallway to her parents room so give you the layout of the upstairs because we're upstairs at this point okay let's say we're in her room okay and looking out the door so to your right immediately mm-hmm. is a doorway to the spare room. Yep. You have the staircase after that. Directly in front of you at the other end of the hall is her parents' room. On the left is the bathroom and the linen closet in I don't know which order. Yep. So we go across the hall to her um to her parents' bedroom. As we're going in there to the left. I see this green, like green velvet curtain that's from floor to ceiling. It's got like, I think one of those like, like ropes around it, like a tie back rope, but it's like, it's still covering like the whole wall right there. Mm-hmm. And I asked Jen, I'm like, what, what's behind there? Like what's behind that curtain? Like I, you know, I'm just kind of curious. It's, it, it's a little odd, you know, she's like, Lindsay, what curtain are you? talking about and i look back over and it's just the window like and she has um oh it's one of those houses over the second floor has like those peaked windows so like it's like that little space where the window is like the ceiling is coming down it's like the little peak and everything like an alcove kind of deal so like it's not even going like up to like the rest of the ceiling like like you know in the rest of the room like it's just like nothing about like the structure is at all what mm-hmm. i saw you yeah. know it's just like fucking weird so there's no there's no big green velvet curtain it's it's just like it's just like a fucking window on the second floor so i'm like all right that was weird but i i'm like okay whatever I'm just gonna ignore it um we play on the internet whatever when we're done we decide to walk back to her room so as we're walking back to her room on the left before the staircase i see a door and i didn't remember this door like i thought i knew her house pretty well and i'm just like jen where does this door go like what what room is is this door in your house and she's like which door are you talking about and of course when i turn around to go look at it there's no door there not only is there no door there, but the space between her parents' bedroom and the staircase is like maybe a foot wide. Like no door could possibly fit there. So yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm a little, I'm getting a little concerned now. So that's like I was saying, like it, it kind of feels like being pixie led or something. Like there's there's a really weird trickster vibe going on. And I'm not liking yeah, it. No, not down with that. No, no. So we go back to our bedroom, waste some time, whatever. Eventually, like, we decide, you know, to go to bed. 
I'm still on edge about this whole angel thing. Like, I don't, I don't want to deal I'm with it. I'm still on edge about it. Dude, you already know how this ends. Like, I do, but like, I'm yeah. still, I'm drawing you a picture right now of, oh God, the, living, okay. of the angel story, and I will show oh. it to you when I'm done. Okay, okay. So, we we um Jen only had like a single bed, so we put pillows and like blankets and stuff on the floor so we could like you know sleep next to each other. And I was on the side that was by the window, and she's on the side that's by the computer and the interior wall. So we lay down, whatever. I'm still trying to fall asleep. She falls asleep before me. So as I'm laying there, um, I don't know, like. I look up, like, kind of, like, off to the left and up. And, like, up in the corner, almost, of her room, like, up up there, like, off to the left and up. Like, there is a red ball of light. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you know what a mush ball is, it's, like, about that size. Like, you know, like, uh, like you know, like, if my head was round, you know, maybe, like, about that size. And... Now, my first thought was to try to be logical. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe this bottle of Mountain Dew Code Red, maybe the light from the moon is coming through the window, reflecting off of the Mountain Dew Code Red and creating a perfect sphere of light. As Mountain Dew Code Red is is said to do. Yeah. Right, right. You know, no, it's not a shaft of light that refers. It's a perfect circle. It's contained. It's not throwing light anywhere else. There is no red anywhere else coming off of it. It is just literally one ball of light. So, as I'm looking, my my eyesight's going from the ball towards the window because that's where I'm trying to look to see like if maybe it's it's coming, you know, from there somehow. That's when I notice what's next to me. And so the same type of light, but now it's green and it is basically a figure mm-hmm. that is squatting down next to me mm-hmm. from the shoulders mm-hmm. down. I There's like no head or neck mm-hmm. and it is all light. It is all green. It is the most <laughs> terrifying fucking thing I've ever seen. Um, I... It, and like my my impressions now are that basically like I was seeing this being, but just I was not seeing its head if it had a head. And the red ball of light was all I could see of I would think being number two. Whether the red ball of light was representative of it as a whole, or if that's just where its head was, I don't know. But with my physical eyes, this is the best I could see of them. Mm-hmm. And um, so. This is where I am like just in, you know, laying down like I am I am stiff, I am freaking out and I feel it touch my cheek. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. And, and like it's um so it, it felt kind of like a warmth on my cheek, like like a mm-hmm. little hand. And like it's another thing too is like this thing is so small that it's like okay, it's like bigger than my toddler, but it's smaller than me. I'm five two. So it's smaller than me in the crouch down position. So it's probably like like four foot-ish, you know, or something, if it was actually standing up with a head, you know, in other words, it's too short. It's too short. 
too short. It's too short. It's, it's, it's totally something creepy. We know, we know how this goes. We have the tall one. We have the short one. You, you know how all these stories go. Gee, uh, so, mm. okay. So, so it's like, I feel this warmth on my cheek and then on my, um, right rib cage, which is the opposite side. It's like this cold, wet feeling. Mm, and like, no. You just get like the impression, like you know, you get the impression of like, like surgery or something creepy, and it's just yeah. like I just, there was just something that was like very, very nope about it, and like I'm, I'm like too scared to like get up, and because you know how like in so many stories in the paranormal, like you just have that fear, that primordial terror, like taking you over, and like dude, like I felt. It, it felt like if you had, tr- if I had tried to run, like it would have made things worse. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know if I could have even like, but I was able to do the classic kid move of rolling over and pulling the blanket over my head. And yeah. like, man, I, I was like in field position with my legs up the blanket like this and facing Jen. And like, that's how I fell asleep eventually. Um, And then it was probably middle of the night like around four or five a.m i i don't know exactly i i woke up um excuse me and when i woke up it was like kind of in stages so like first what was coming to me was kind of like my my hearing and like i could feel my mouth moving and like i could almost make out that i was saying something but like when i tried to like hear it like you know hear what i was saying it was like i was at the i was at just about to be stop talking and so like i missed whatever it is i had said mm-hmm. and i was like like kind of like oh like that's weird i must have been talking in my sleep what you know like not something i normally do but it was just like it was almost like coming out of anesthesia which now i know that experience because i had never been under anesthesia at this time but mm-hmm. um I had, I had, you know, the first time I came out of anesthesia, I like, I woke up internally in my mind before it connected with my out, outer body. So apparently I had been talking to my mom and I was like, mom, I never said those words. I was thinking something completely different in my head. I have no idea what I said to you, but more than that, I was thinking other things at the same time internally while being basically trapped in like blackness, you know, mm-hmm. anesthesia is creepy as fuck. Let me tell you. It is. Um, so, so yeah, it was very much like coming out of anesthesia that one, that one time. Um, and I lifted the blanket slightly, you know, it's just so I could see Jen. Like I opened my eyes Cause I wanted to like, I want to tell her about like the creepy shit that had happened, like before I fell asleep. And like, I see that she is still completely asleep and she's talking now. Like she is responding to me, to whatever I had said to her. And like, it's not a language I recognize. As we all know, it is not Aramaic. It's okay, not Aramaic. Um, <laughs> we, we've not. done the research folks. It's not yeah. Aramaic. No. So God knows what it is, but it was just like a lot of like, Allah, ama, la, la, blah, blah, like a lot of like, ah, sounds and like M's and L's and just very like flowy, you know, 
And as I'm straining to listen to it, to like actually make out what she's saying, because I'm trying to like, you know, figure out if it's a language I recognize, something I know, if I can pick out a word or something like my head, my ears, it just fills up with like radio static. And it's like, it's like, like almost like pressure too. You know how, like when you get like, like a pressure headache and like Mm -hmm. in your ears and it's just like that radio static and all i can hear in my head is this like deep male voice and male laughter it's it's just like you bitch you bitch you bitch and like as soon as it said that like everything cleared up like i could move freely you know just fine like jen stopped talking like and she woke up within the next like couple of minutes because i basically stared at her until she woke up um and as soon as she did, like, I told her, like, the whole story of everything that was happening. And, like, I will spare you the details of, like, all of our theories at the time because, <laughs> no, no. Um, too much cringe. Too personal cringe. All right. Um, so, so we both had to pee. Neither of us wanted to, like, leave this room on our own. So I was like, all right, we're going to the bathroom together. Come on, let's do this, you know. So we go to the bathroom and one thing I had to, I have to mention too, like her parents weren't home through all of this. They had just come home while we were sleeping because they were out. Um, they were like musicians. So like out, like doing like something at, you know, at like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like a restaurant or something, you know? So at this point they're now asleep in their bed, which is across the hall door closed we go and into the hallway and like the bathroom door, it's shut. The lights are off, but we hear her dog inside of the bathroom and she has this tiny little papillon, you know, it's, it's this tiny little dog. Mm-hmm. And it's what, you know how sometimes people are with tiny dogs. They can be very pampered. So yes. like this dog, I mean, this dog was spoiled, you know, by her parents and, and, and it's bed is like, you know, in her parents' room. And so it's it was very uncharacteristic that even if they were like super tired or whatnot, that they would have just locked the dog in the bathroom. So we're like, this is really weird. And like we we you know open the door and it's like, okay, the lights are off. There's no food or water for the dog. And like, mm. you know, even if your dog is like you know, really causing you issues for some reason, like you're not going to lock it in a room, your, your baby, your precious pampered baby, lock in a room without food or water. So right. we're wondering like, okay, did like the dog somehow close the door on himself and lock himself in? Like what the hell's going on? And that's when we turn on the lights and we notice that his leash is stuck under the toilet. And I mean, it is like, all the way to the center, like as far back, like to where, like where the pipe or something, I don't, I don't really know how plumbing works, but like it's under there. And we were trying to figure out like, you know, maybe he ran circles, but like he's, he's small, but he's not small enough to fit behind the toilet, like between the toilet and the wall. And cause that would make the most sense of him running around in circles until the leash caught and then he would yeah. pull it for, further under. So it, yeah. it, it was odd. And it took both of us like pulling with all our strength to like yank it out. And like, I mean, grouting came with it, you know? So 
that that just added to the creepiness because it was almost like did whatever was messing with us somehow find a way to like keep the dog from waking us up right. and like basically like saving us because I had um a, sh- a shadow person. I, I won't go into this one. I'll just be really quick, but I had a shadow person incident when I had, um, when I was living in an apartment with my husband before the house and everything. And our cat who, um, has since passed, uh, my husband had closed the door and like, normally the cat wants to sleep with me and whatnot. And I just remember like in the dream, like I saw that shadow person, it was coming towards me and my cat on the other end of the side of that door, like he was howling, screaming, throwing his body at the door until I woke oh, up out of that dream. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I will. I can tell you more about that later. But like, yeah. So to me, I kind of felt like they basically kept the dog from like interfering by <laughs> trapping it in the bathroom. Because when we talked to her mom the next day, like when we woke up, her mom like blew us off. I was like, why was why was the dog in the bathroom? I don't know. Maybe he just locked himself in there. I don't know. Like, like blowing us off, like no clear answers on like what the dog was doing there. I did not get the impression because if if she had come home and was like tired and like put the dog in the bathroom and said, yeah, we put the dog in the bathroom because it was barking. That would have made everything normal. You know, that would have just like answered the question, but no, she, she, she didn't have any answers for us on what that dog was doing there. And yeah that's the creepiest fucking story ever i'm so glad to share it with you (laughs) yeah so um okay i will so here's the couch the ceiling fan right here just kind of like it kind of overhung over it yeah so the tv stand it was like it wasn't even technically a tv stand but it Mm -hmm. was over in the corner and there's a trunk immediately adjacent to it the globe yeah. was found on the in between the two. The gap in between the two was about two inches. So right. there's no way, given the, tra- the trajectory of where, like, mm-hmm. if it was going in that direction, it would have fallen, you know, well before right. that. There's no way that it could yeah. have. It would have to, like, arc, basically. Yes, basically. Yeah. And not break. And not break, yes. somehow. Yes. That's so fucking weird. It oh, is... Man. It is fucking weird. And this entire thing has been fucking weird. And I can't thank you enough for just this wild therapy session that has been absolutely (laughs) wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. You are so very welcome, Robin. Thank you for inviting me on here to talk about weird shit with you. I I've enjoyed myself immensely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, folks, uh, you know, you know, the spiel, um, uh, one question that I want to ask, do you owe the hat man money? Mm, mm. You know what? Um, I, I think that is between me and the hat man. That's fair. That's totally yeah. fair. <laughs> All I'm going to say is, uh, folks, uh, don't forget to look up because you never know what you'll find. In our strange skies or um, in your bedroom when the hat man comes looking <laughs> for that money. In gray, we trust.